Welcome to Adult Papers, the podcast for grown-ups. I'm your host, Violet Augustine. I'm going to share sometimes magical, sometimes terrifying, often strange, occasionally funny, and somewhere uncomfortably between hyper-real and surreal stories with you. Welcome back. This episode is part two to my last one about falling in love with a narcissist. But this one is about the silver linings. There are a lot of silver linings. This episode is only going to talk about one of them. So I was at a stoplight around the corner from my work, checking my email and the name of efficiency. I got an email from one of the narcissists in my life that made my heart do the thing it does when I'm in fight or flight mode. It starts racing so fast, it feels like it's going to break my ribs to tear out of my chest and barrel straight down the road ahead while I'm pulling a left at the light, taking my lungs and my breath with it. So I took a deep breath, lots of them, and I made a phone call. In that moment, I decided I wasn't going to fight or flee. In my case, it was usually the fight impulse that won. but not anymore. The phone call was about logistics and I'd realize when my voice started to tremble a little bit about release. I was done with this fight. I'd finally intimately realized the lesson I needed to learn. I was ready to give up control. I'd decided it was time to surrender control the day before. Curled up in a fetal position in restorative yoga, lying against the bolster that was propped on the bricks, thinking to myself that this is what it must have felt like in the womb. So grounded, so safe. And in these finite days surrounded with so much beauty and so much to be grateful for, it was time to be done with a fight I could not win. It was time to stop being in denial. One of the things I learned long ago, when I first started OA, which is AA, but for food, is that I struggle with control. That is something that adult children of alcoholics usually have trouble with. Our lives were so out of control as children that when we're adults, we find we have a pathological need to control. It is usually with the best intentions, but still definitely not pretty. I've been gradually releasing my need to control since I started counseling back in 2012, but there were, apparently, still remnants in there. I mean, still are remnants in there. Just because I learned something today doesn't mean I'll never struggle with it again. But a large part of the biscuit broke off today, and that feels pretty damn good. One of the ways that that impulse to control had presented itself lately was very specific. I found myself under the illusion that I could control the actions of this particular narcissist. Saying that out loud sounds as ridiculous as it is. Well, I mean, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? I mean, the whole reason I wanted to control this person's actions is because, holy fuck, I just wanted the motherfucker to do the right thing. Like, for once. Before sobriety, I used to do this. A lot, like fight with this person to try to get them to do the right thing. As if anything I could do, anything at all, 
could possibly influence a fucking narcissist to do the right thing if the right thing didn't fit neatly into what was convenient for them. Bless my heart. Apparently, though, getting sober didn't give me the magical master key to the universe because I got this light bulb email somewhere around day 30 of sobriety. I'm now closer to day 50. To my credit, though, since sobriety, it's been slowly dawning on me that nothing I do will change their behavior. And thank God, because that realization has given me so much peace. Well, at times, most times, but not always. At least now I have moments, which before were non-existent. And I have faith that as long as I keep doing the work, those moments of peace will grow into minutes and hours and then maybe even days and weeks or even years. Oof, now that is an aspiration. The struggle for me still emerges when it comes to my child. Like if someone, say a narcissistic family member, behaves in a way that adversely affects their self or even me, I'm at the stage of life where I have no fucks left. But when someone's behavior adversely affects my child, even if it's just in theory and not yet in practice, I find it is much harder for me to live and let live. It is still in that context where I have found the delusion of control rears its ugly head. I mean, I'm not mad about having good child-rearing instincts. I think that anger indicates that I have a healthy, protective impulse for my child. But at the same time, nothing that I say or do, whether nicely, not so nicely, obvious or not so obvious, passive-aggressive, aggressive-aggressive, virtually or physically in person, can make anyone do anything. Especially not a narcissist who is faced with two options. And one of those options is most convenient for me, the only person who matters in the entire world, and one is not. It's just not because when it comes to parenting, often what is best for our children is not what is most convenient for us, period, with a T. Anyway, unfortunately, not all people have an intrinsic sense of morality or even decent child-rearing instincts. Some people are more, say, ethical. And while that may make a person a good law-abiding citizen, abiding by the law isn't what makes a good person. Follow me on a small tangent about morality versus ethics for a second. It will make sense later. Following the rules isn't the only thing it takes to be a good person. In fact, sometimes the rules are actually wrong. And in order to remain a good moral person, you have to break the rules. I mean, consider Jim Crow laws. It's obvious to us now that those laws were wrong. But plenty of law-abiding ethical people followed the law, but were horrible, immoral people. Their inner sense of right and wrong failed them, and their ethical sense of following the rules allowed them to behave abominably, yet under an illusion that they were doing the actual right thing. Are you following me here? Lots of people who think they are good people are actually not. Okay, end of tangent. Back to my mama bear instincts. 
That's a hard one because it's those instincts sometimes that have me forgetting my hard-earned lessons. Like, I cannot convince another person to do the right thing, no matter what the fuck I do. But I have managed to find moments of peace about even that. Now that's pretty huge. And I know it's going to take some work to turn those moments into hours, days, weeks, years, but turn they must. Now I've noticed that you can put different kinds of narcissists into different categories. And if you're thinking, dude, what the fuck? She has some experience with narcissists. Dude, I know. Anyway, okay, also, I'm a Gemini rising. (laughs) There's this astrology guy who I watch his YouTube channel, uh, David Witecki, I think is his name, Serious Joy. He said something on one of his recent shows about Geminis and how you are able to, I don't remember what he said, but he said something about the duality. And I was like, oh, dude, that's totally me. Like I not only talk to myself, I reply back to myself. And so in this fucking podcast, I'm like giving you replies. I'm giving, (laughs) it's fucking embarrassing. I'm, I'm giving you shit to say back to me. I need, I, I need another person. I need like an interview format or a a partner. Cause like, what the fuck? Anyways, that's my Gemini rising. I'm not like a schiz, schizophrenic or something. (laughs) Although Gemini risings, maybe it's questionable. Anyways, anyway, if a narcissist has good morals, but bad ethics, in my opinion, there is hope for this person. There's a fire, although weak, that burns inside them. And if they just kindle it, they can use that fire to burn away the narcissistic qualities that they may have learned from bad parenting or bad influences. This kind of narcissist usually tries to treat people right to the best of their ability. They fail a lot because their behaviors are equivalent to that of a personality disorder. And like all humans, the light that shines inside them gets blotted out by the limitations of their learned behaviors. Or they're an addict, and their addiction plus their narcissism makes it a truly compounded, dizzying maze for them to navigate when they're trying to not only do the right thing, but learn what the fuck the right thing is. But my experience with addicts and addictions is a whole other series. But this narcissist at least tries. I think Rochester fits into this category because usually after a deeply compassionate conversation, they are able to understand where they fall short and commit to consciously doing their best in the moments that come after a new spark of self-awareness. Though, given how many layers of dysfunction this person is going to have to navigate to resurrect the morality from the disorder, they need experts. But then, there's the narcissist with good ethics, but bad morals. I believe, but only because of experience, that this is the narcissist that's a lost cause. And if you're involved with one, you should cut your losses ASAP. We already know that following the rules isn't a golden ticket to being a good person. Because, as was the case with Jim Crow and gender expectations and lots of other fucked up shit about our society, like fucking capitalism, 
the fact that people in positions of power who have influence and money can watch people get evicted from their homes in the fucking winter, in a fucking world pandemic, and just let it happen because what? Because a legal statute lapsed? Rules and laws can be very wrong. And if you haven't even a weak fire burning inside you with the ability to illuminate this fact and help you burn away the preservation of perfect comfort and convenience for me the most high, then IMO, you're fucked. If this is you, if you're this kind of narcissist, you need some help real bad. Though if you're able to admit you need help, then you're probably not this kind of narcissist, lol. Now let me say that in no way, shape, or form am I under an illusion that I am perfect. I am actually aware that I am at every moment just trying to do the actual best that I'm capable of. I'm acknowledging right now that by trying to control anyone's actions, I'm in the wrong, even if my intentions are in the right place, like for my kids' well-being. But all of this, all of this hard-earned learning, this difficult-as-fuck lesson that No, I can't control people, any people, ever, not above board, not below board, not even if it's to protect my child. Jesus was worth it to learn it, to keep learning it, for the learning to grow incrementally by the centimeter, but each time to take a bit of a firmer hold in me until I find myself here, at home, cuddled up with a velvety blanket and a homemade jasmine boba milk tea, realizing that this particular narcissist is never going to do the right thing. Not because it's the right thing, anyway, and they'll only ever do the right thing when it's also the thing that is convenient for them. By the way, I should have said this last episode, but that's how they hide. Like, statistically... The right thing is convenient for them enough times that they can get away with doing that for a little while before you start to connect the dots. And that no matter what I do, I won't be able to change that. No matter what. But you know what? I'm going to sit here and pull my blanket up to my chin and chew on boba and watch one of my favorite pick-a-card tarot readers on YouTube and just be okay with that. Now that, y'all, that is some peace because we're talking about me being able to release my illusion of being able to control a person who has responsibility toward the thing I care about most in the world, the thing I would give my life for yesterday, which is my child. For me to be able to accept that this person just isn't going to do right is me letting go of the shoulds and the coulds and the confusion. It's like stepping out of denial and in to freedom. Now that is some silver lining. Being able to do that makes me feel fucking superhuman. And I thought single parenting during lockdown and a world pandemic made me into a god. Now this is some other level shit. Tune in next week when I talk about The Black Sunglasses, a failed performance art slash band project I tried to start in 2019.